morning, Steve Vines. Good morning. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oi. Oi. <laughs> be... This is when everyone pretends they were Irish. I know they do. Hello, oh, I e- except for me. Except for you, absolutely. <laughs> not, just... a, not a drop of Irish blood to be seen anywhere. It's a great excuse to have a beer, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've got a present, present for you before we Go start. On. When I was young, I'd listen to the radio Waiting for my favourite songs When they played, I'd sing Enough. Actually, it's called Cruel and Unusual Punishment. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Carpenters is the sort of music that, that, that gives lift music a bad name. Second only to the Weber Bassoon Concerto. But why are we playing it, oh, you may ask? Oh, yeah. Why are we playing it? Because we discover from reading the public prints, and therefore it must be true, that when C.Y. Leung went to a primary school and some of the kids said to him, what's your favourite music? So dull, isn't he it? He said, I love the Carpenters so and the Bee Gees. Now, this tells you a lot about C.Y. Leung. First of all, there's sympathy. I mean, you know, counselling may be in order. I, I don't know. If you've ever met anybody who loves the Carpenters who, you know... Strangle me now. Who hasn't needed some sort of extreme care and attention? I'd like to know their names. I'll tell you what, though, this this probably gets the anthropologists all a Twitter because you imagine a person who's got those kind of politics and that taste in music. It's like the evil love child of John Major and Madame Mao. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just the firstborn. No kidding. The Carpenters. Is the that? Carpenters. Tell me, that's the first thing you could think of. I, well, I, I mean, I don't know, but um, I read that and I thought. This does explain quite a lot, actually. But um, you read it's, it? it's above my pay grade to extrapolate what exactly is the explanation. I'm just saying that I'll go back into a lift and listen to the music there because it's obviously Carpenters. better. Carpenters, would you, Adam and Eve? It? <laughs> Blimey, but, but, my, it's yesterday. No more, hopefully. <laughs> yes. And then there's a the thing about trains, isn't there, with the Carpenters? Ticket to ride? Ticket to ride, or, or not? What's ticket, it? ticket to the through train? We could take a whole list of Carpenter songs now, and I could say, "What's in the news about that this week?" I need to be in love. Right, let's move on. Well, let's move. <laughs> <laughs> but but in fact, in fact, our boy is in the news. Um, yeah, of course he is, because he's the chief executive of Hong Kong and a very fine fellow. But but what I love about the the, the um, assembled um, band of um, <coughs> brown nosers is, of course, they've all been up to Beijing for you know. And they, I love Saint it. Patrick's Day celebration for Saint Patrick's Day <laughs> and the MPC WXYZ and what have you. I love the way they all sit there humbly, sort of grasping their notebooks, you know. And, and one of the great leaders sneezes. They write down sneeze. Um, you know, I must remember to sneeze. It was a glorious um, sneeze. But, but anyway, but but of course, you don't get the brightest buttons in the. Um, in, in, in the suit going along to this. So you get Rita Fang going up there, who, who you know, who is, who is Hong Kong's most senior, other than um, um, C.H. Tung, most senior delegate to the MPC. And because she she's just, you know, she's Rita Fang, she doesn't get it. She completely lets the cat out of the bag. So really? she's asked um, by the assembled hackery, you know, uh, about the forthcoming... Um, see election i jest when i say election and so does she because she says oh well um we we haven't actually heard from beijing what their thoughts on this are whoa, whoa, and i'm whoa, thinking whoa. Is that, is no that... no rita the line is that there's an election committee in hong kong who's selecting but she's going oh oh really um, but, but we're waiting for orders 
the thing is, we know this, you know this, and but but it's interesting. But it's strange when, when they you, say when it. You get it yeah, when you I get know a, a, an Easter egg like this. I know. I mean, they are in they are in some problems because obviously there is a faction who wants CY to to carry on, and and we're not talking about the so called voters because you, you know they'll just do what they're told. But but in in the hierarchy, there is clearly a faction that says he's doing a fantastic job. And we hear he's not popular in Hong Kong, so that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not popular in Hong Kong. We'll have we'll have another one of those. Thank you. Um, you've got you've got little little um, Regina hopping up and down, going, "I can do it! I can do it! I'm better than them! I've got a I went studying." And then you've got um, who else? You've got you've got Anthony Leung, who says, "I definitely don't want to do it unless I'm asked." And there's um, a motor. <laughs> and there's a free motor in free it. Free motor. Me. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Enough! Stop driving Lexus. I want you to know that." Yeah. And then you've got. Well, otherwise, Tesla doing any good deals? <laughs> <laughs> well, did you see the Tesla U-turn? Incidentally, no. Go on. Well, so here you go. Here's it, you remember the Hong Kong government. Uh, we now have an innovation and technology bureau, which I, I know you spend most of your waking hours thinking about. I do. But um, I could one use them in here. We certainly could. <laughs> they might just fix the air conditioning. But anyway, we'll get on to that. Um, but the the um, the great new you know shiny Hong Kong government. So they invite. Tesla in, they get um, Elon Musk, is he called Elon Musk? Elon. Elon Musk. He's German, he can't help it. Um, into Hong Kong to um, come and talk to the assembled unwashed. And they say, you know, we're, we're, we're at the cutting edge of this and that. And then they say, oh, incidentally, about your cars, disable all the advanced features which are allowed, you know, like the driverless um, feature. So they've now... Yeah, I mean, that is pretty sensible. They, they, I mean, they, seriously. Well, well, except they're not exactly driverless. It's sort of automatic cruise control, um, lane changing and various other things, which, which incidentally is allowed in the States. But the point being that Hong Kong made a great fuss about how they managed to attract him here. And when he got it, they said, you know, Ben Stetney, your latest version of the car, high technology, very marvellous, but all those functions have to be disabled here. And there was a slight bit of mockery about that. No, really? I believe Herr Musk himself raised it as an issue. But the irony here is anyway, quite so a few now, people drive them here. Uh, yes, but without those functions. Without those been functions. Anyway, so apparently they've done a U-turn on this. They kind of realise that all this talk about Hong Kong being cutting-edge, high-tech, having science parks or whatever they're called this week, um, was a pile of horlicks. And they've now said, oh, well... Only in Hong Kong can you do this. You can have um, these functions enabled, but the driver must keep his hand on the wheel, etc., etc. Yeah, but Steve, unlike your average Joe Taxi. Well, would I trust the average Joe Taxi or the average highly advanced sensor on a vehicle? That I give up. I'm going to say that, um, you know... I, I've never been excited by the idea that Hong Kong is a high-tech hub, so don't count me in I, for all of this nonsense. You're into motors. Have you been for a ride in one of these things? They are actually very nice. Well, Tesla just, cars are very nice. I've got a lift in one. Look. I don't like them. I mean, because on principle I don't like what? them, but I mean, I don't like the concept of them because they're too eco-friendly. But other than that, they're very nice. I got a ride in one, but yesterday, and I was looking around to see where it plugs in. <laughs> I mean, what, do, you, do, you know, do you understand her? Does it self, does it self-charge? No, or is there I like a big you, hole I, in the back? I think, I, no, no, I think, you, you know, I think there's a little plug, plug it round somewhere around where you usually find a petrol cap. 
Really? That's my understanding. I was looking of it. around. No, it was a very fast flash I, motor. I think you'll find it's outside. And he's got the biggest iPhone in the world. You know, they've got this huge, yeah. great big screeny screens. Drop. Yeah, it's awesome. So you can play Scrabble while you're while you you're, while you're you going do. along. Is do absolutely. people still play Scrabble? I, think I don't do. know. But it's it, it's a it's a top motor. But I think I think the reason perhaps the comment has been made about this is because people are seeing here that it actually is the way forward, and we're going to have to pull ourselves up well, by our bootstraps. Well, in fact, it's quite a good. I mean, Hong Kong's a small market for all. Wicked motor. You can gun it, tell you. But no, but but I mean, there's a big waiting list for them here. It's it's doing very well here. But you know, I, I, I just love the way that that they can't. You know, on the one hand, one set of bureaucrats is saying, "Oh, hello, we're a high tech centre." The other set of bureaucrats, the Jobsworths, are going, uh, "No risks. You know, mustn't do anything that's ooh, uh, new because having if it's new, we haven't done it before." Having said that, though, the whole thing about driverless cars in the future. In the model of this town, like, it just couldn't... I can't see it. Well, actually, I, I think it is. I, I think this town is particularly suited for it. Do you really just, think well, so? Particularly because the traffic moves so slowly here. I mean, the whole point of those uh, vehicles is they, they work best at low speeds. Uh, yeah, obviously. When, when um, they are heavily dependent on sensors. <laughs> Steve... I think where the problem arises <laughs> is, is in high-speed environments, and there's practically no high-speed environments in Hong Kong. Well, don't forget, we're living in a town that's all up in arms about a 10-minute advantage on a train ride. Yes. So speed is of the essence. Yes, speed is of the essence. But, Some but, of them but, should but stop the roads taking it. No, but the roads aren't going to become less crowded. That's oh, my point. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you're a driver around here. You've got a fast flash motor. I swear to you, the minute there's a slight bit Very of old fashioned, inclement, to... inclement weather, tiny bit of rain, tiny bit of cold, in the big roads there will always be a prang. Yeah. Every single yeah, day. I can confirm that. So surely that completely negates the whole idea of having... Well, I think, I, I think that, in fact, the technology is such that it may actually reduce that. But people will get so angsty and panicky and they'll get their mates in China to, to de-rig it so it can go like the clappers <laughs> on its own. It's a fact, you know. Can I just disassociate myself from those remarks? But this I've is logic. I've never I'm just known saying. a product from it's China like, being de-rigged. It's unlike unlocking a telephone so it can do this, yeah, that and the other. Anyway, we digress. We I want to get back to it being common sense that after 2047, Hong Kong will be part of China. Now, on paper, OK... But nobody has a crystal ball. Well, let's let's just um, deconstruct that just a bit. I mean, the reason why it's not common sense. By well, the no, way. no, no. But but let's just remind people why two hundred four seven is an important date in the calendar. It's simply it's simply. I'll because, be eighty and sitting your side of the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the grave, so I'm not worried. Um, but the fact of the matter is that this is the date which marks the end of the Sino-British joint declaration agreement on hong kong and therefore marks the end officially in terms of treaty obligations of one country two systems officially hence why the subject comes up what seems to be overlooked um and in fact i haven't heard it mentioned although there's increasing talk about this go on (laughs) well is is that deng xiaoping who is the godfather of one country two systems said and i happen to know this because i looked it up before coming in here on many occasions oh don't worry about 2047. That's just a, a, a period of time. He, he kept saying, you know, the one country, two systems will go on beyond that period, seeming to imply that it will go on indefinitely. Now, I know that history is that supposed is to be... That is one possibility, by the way. That is indeed one possibility. The other possibility is that, that China will no longer... I mean, we're talking about three decades hence. That's the point. They're not Mystic Meg, are China, we? We are not <laughs> Mystic Meg, and I sure as hell ain't Mystic Meg. You look like her, though. I may do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shawl I wear. 
Um, but, the, you know, the fact of the matter is we don't know what's going to happen in three decades. We don't know whether China will remain a unitary state. I mean, you know, gosh, three decades know, in modern history I'm is with a you. very You're long to the time. Quiet, I know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of just repeating it in case anyone may have missed the point. But let's not assume things that we don't know. Let's assume that the People's Republic of China is in good health, robust condition, in 2047. So there's two lines of approach to this. One is, shut up, and China will decide, and, you know, we'll carry on, everything good. But you notice that even the most avid flag wavers, even the very brownest of noses, (laughs) have never, in my experience, got up and said that they think one country, two systems is a bad idea. They don't dare say it. Well, when it suits people, it's a fabulous idea. No, 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 but the point is they don't dare say it because they know that overwhelmingly in Hong Kong there is this enormous desire for the autonomy which is implicit in one country, two systems. And they know that if they actually get up and say that Hong Kong shouldn't have any autonomy, they will be, you know, out in a, in a very barren field somewhere with nobody listening to them. Yeah. So this is very important. It means that there's enormous public support for the idea. I, I would say more or less wall to wall. Some people take, to, take it to an extreme, but I think they're a small minority who say the logical conclusion of that is that Hong Kong should split off from China. But honestly, that's not very many people but who go that But there's nothing wrong with talking about that. It's like, to, it's like talking with a teacher in school when you're doing general studies. What if, sir? Yeah, exactly. Don't get all flappy about it. Exactly. I mean, you know, gosh, people talk about also... I mean, some people talk about a, a deranged lunatic becoming president of the United States. Which may happen. <laughs> and, and hey, <laughs> care for what you wish for. That's what I say. But, I mean... Back here in Hong Kong, I've, I've got no problem with people talking about it. I just don't think it's realistic. But the idea that, that somehow people should passively sit here and wait for autonomy to happen and do nothing and shut up is a recipe for bad things. It's 2.11, still in with Steve Vines. I've got some, got some messages about uh, the carpenters. Oh. I think I should share it with oh. you. So, uh, 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 are these people who are going to have to be banned? <laughs> I think so. So good morning to Sven, who says, you mealy-mouthed pseudo-intellectuals, you love the carpenters, only you do it in secret in your lonely bedrooms. You're right there, Sven, and for $100, oh, I'll come and do it in God. yours. <laughs> How did he know? I'm, 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 oh, dear, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> I know, I know. And, 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 and uh, Francisco gives a good point here. He says, all over Asia, there are would-be pop singers of every stripe dreaming of singing like Karen Carpenter. He says, I can't explain this, I just report it. <laughs> It's quite. It's got a point that that's not. You know, it's not the point. It's like saying when somebody says, "What's your favourite meal, Mister World Leader?" and you say, uh, "I like prawn cocktail." <laughs> yes, I still think there is there are remedies, and I I, I do know doctors who who can deal with carpenter fans. It's they... all good. Keep them coming. Morning Brew at RTHK. <laughs> oh, and then Sven ends up with a word. It starts with a C. I can't really read the rest. Oh, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> all I want to say to Sven is, yes, I can. Anyway, um, on, on we go, Steve. What do well, you got? Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's the it's the TST Harbourfront saga, if you remember. Alabali. Alabali. But uh, just, just, just to reel back very quickly, you, you remember that, that the government came up with this great plan to give New World control of the entire um, Chim Sao Choi East Harbour Front because why wouldn't they? And because uh, they said we want that. we want it, and we've got a building there, and therefore we've got entitlement. And then um, some people, they must have been unruly elements. I don't know their names. Paul Zimmerman um, came up and said, "Oi, he's just too Dutch that man." Yes, he is. I think he's he's a foreigner. Um, 
said, hang about, this is one of Hong Kong's most precious assets. How come we've got some motley hotel... I don't think these are his words. Some motley hotel group uh, making it into a tawdry, you know, whatever it was going to be. So, uh, remarkably, they withdrew from that plan. And you always have to be very careful what you wish for for the government. Because, you know, you think, well, that's good. That means they're going to have a genuine open space for lots of creative stuff. But now they've come back and they've said, instead of just the one hotel group controlling it, everybody who happens to have a hotel in front of the harbour will control that space. I mean... (laughs) That is done in other places. Like I said, Bali. (laughs) Yes, that's that's called beaches. (laughs) This is is supposed to be Hong Kong's... The core of Hong Kong. One of the great gems of Hong Kong. Is that because you go core? Core, isn't it? Yeah. Um, You know, you've got the great gems of Hong Kong, the harbour. You've got a promenade there. It could be wonderful. It could be like... Well, it's a promenade, Stephen. Let's not get too carried away about it. It could be like Sydney, possibly. It could even be like... I hate to say this in in public, it could even be like uh, Singapore, who who made their, you know, glorified drain, i.e. the Singapore River, into something rather special. Not in Hong Kong. Oh, no. No, no, we're above that. We're going to make it into, you know, the the Shangri-La corner, the... I can't even remember the names of all those hotels along there, but whatever they are, they're going to have their piece of the action. And each one won't let you into the other one's thing. I hope not. (laughs) I very much hope... I very much hope that the new system will be that you can't actually walk from one end of the promenade to the other, because otherwise... Everyone will be doing it. How do hotels do this in Bali? They use mm, walls. They do. But you are talking about beach sides. This, this, is, this, is, this is slightly different. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not being nasty to Bali. I'm sure in its own way it's very lovely if you really want to go there. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying, be very careful of any victory you ever score over the government because they have something well there worse. Is, there, there's got to be a theory. There's got to be a theory about, about that sort of thing. Can I just go sidebar for a second? I've got an email here from Jonathan who says... Uh, we just heard the news just now. I did. And Jonathan says, Starry's... Uh, Starry's move means three things. One, the DAB needs to focus on fighting in the next election. Two, her own future is at stake. Or three, CY will have opposition in the next election. Well, let me add four to that. Go on, then. Um, like, like Jonathan, I literally just heard it in the bulletin on, on the half hour. And so, obviously, uh, we need to dig deeper. But I, I would add to that list of possibilities that the DAB is getting increasingly worried about being associated with a deeply unpopular chief executive and they don't want someone sitting on his exco because they know perfectly well that the odium that that emanates from the Carpenters fan, C.Y. Leung, could well flood over onto them and they've got to, you know, they've got to think of themselves. It's not just that she's had enough. Oh, 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 come on, come on, get real. She, she, I mean, I know. But I thought she was. <laughs> there's, the, there's, I thought she was the bright young thing. She that, is. She's the leader of the DAB. I know. So I um, do know that. Uh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she said the other day, I love this. She, because you know, she's she sort of had the personality. Um, what do you call it? The personality. Um, 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 not whatever it is in your in your bypass, post. but yeah, she's had the personality okay. bypass done early on in life, and she said, it, it, "I don't know who she said this to, but again, it was in the newspaper, so it must be true." She said, "Oh well, yes, it's quite true. I'm a bit low key, but after all, people should remember I'm an accountant." 
Hey, enough said. Well, fair enough on that <laughs> I one. mean, I'm not arguing. I yep. it's High a, five. It's a perfectly plausible Hello, explanation. I'm an accountant. I'm an accountant, and I'm very good with figures. In fact, give me a ledger any day. Yeah. So Cross one with a jumbo jet, and you get a boring 747. One. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old jokes. They're so Hello. much better than the new ones. Yeah, it's time for the news. It is. Go on, then. <laughs> but all, all I'm saying is um, there is something going on there, obviously, um, the timing's also interesting because, you know, his term is up within months, not even the whole year. So why does she have to scuttle out so quickly? I don't know. I think it's quite interesting. It Most is. interesting item in the bulletin, if it, you ask me. It, it is her prerogative to do so. It is. It is. And, you know, she's going to... <laughs> She's going to go to the School of Dynamism. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, a couple of other things. Grannies. Let's talk about grannies. grannies. Yes. Yes. Only in Hong Kong do they want to a teach, for grannies. teach grannies to suck eggs. How much do they pay them? A grand a granny? Well, apparently, grannies, yeah. um, and it is, I gather, mainly grannies, I don't think it's grandpas, are going to be offered special courses so they can go and learn how to look after children proper. But, but, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. Didn't they do know, that a few years ago? Yeah. If you're a granny, wouldn't you also have been a mother? I'm just... It's a strong possibility, don't you think? Could be. Could be. Could, Could be. be. I know quite a lot. My granny was a mother once. I know a lot of people that were quarried at the age of seven. <laughs> yeah, well, so it doesn't go all the way, does it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Although, um, some of us were yeah, born in other ways. But, but the fact of the matter is, only the Hong Kong government would set up a bloody training scheme for grannies to look after... I mean, what... what do these bureaucrats spend their waking hours doing? There have been a lot of funds, Steve. I mean, OK, we can have fun with this one, but there have been a lot of funds that apparently haven't been touched. We're talking about the domestic helper one. I don't oh, think they've made, they haven't made much untouched. inroads on the mega fund. No, the mega fund. That's true, the mega fund. I don't know. I'm yeah, sure they've used the, it. Yeah. Well, there's been dinners to be had, haven't there? But I also know some of the great, really worthy events that have been shown the door when uh, they ask for some of the yeah, mega well, money. Hey, well, you know, because... Um, there's always an interesting troop of um, yeah. wind-blowing whistleblowers from Heilongjiang province who've got to come down so here. So there's and that from, one. And, and there's that. No, there is money to be had. There is money to be had for these things. I mean, you know, good luck to grannies if they can get a free meal out of it and go off and do it. But isn't that ever so slightly patronising? What's the point behind this? I heard Mike and Ian talk about it on Hong Kong Today at half, and I thought, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. But do you know much about the point behind this one? Well, the point apparently is that the bureaucrats know better. You know, pe- pe- people who brought up children couldn't possibly know as much about it as some jobs worth sitting this in a t- dusty is office. This, is this taking down this very dark passageway of kids being left alone and falling out of windows? And indeed... Uh, well, that's not a care of... That, that's not a matter of um, training. That's no, a matter of what, what used to be called common sense. Oh, I know this, but... Young we- child on floor should be supervised, just saying. And the t- Even I know that, and I'm not a parent. The, the horrific thing about young people jumping out of windows and off roofs and stuff, well, and that's, 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 that's just out there. Yeah. And then they're supposed to sign a thing to say, I will not commit suicide. Yes, I will not commit suicide. It's just that, like, that, yeah. man, uh, what was it, a voluntary drug testing yeah, in schools. Yeah, yeah. It's balmy. I know. I mean, the, 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 the suicide thing, I know it's very complex, and it uh, quite genuinely is above my pay grade, but what strikes me about this is that, yet again, you've got the bureaucrats saying, oh, well, there's suicide in all societies of yeah children. but they're getting insane in no, this place that's true but 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 what seems to be unusual about hong kong is they all seem to be related to exam stress yes whereas you know it is quite true that children commit suicide in practically every place you 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 want to talk to some of them are victims of abuse some of them are victims of neglect etc etc in hong kong it seems to be wall-to-wall exam 
stress. So maybe there's a problem there. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's and then and then in the news this morning, Eddie says, "Well, I must admit the." Situation here is not good. Well, that's a great big understatement. Yes, yes. The thing is, the well thing done, is, well done, Eddie. It, you, you're an absolute star. It must be deeply flawed. But the question here is, and I guess parents can answer this one: is how much is it to do with the amount of work they're given at school and the nature of the work, and how much of it is to do with what they're given at home and insisted upon doing, well, this, this so that mummy tuition. and auntie can show off to each other? Well, it's extra. Tu- uh, it's it's all horrible. And it's... and then we have these flash Harry, um, <laughs> um, you know, elite so-called tutors. But if yeah. the education at school was good enough, these kids wouldn't need. To go, these guys wouldn't exist. But of course, this isn't about education. It's about exam passing, and and I would argue those two things are not necessarily the same. Has it taken some tragedies to make comments like, "Well, I admit it's not that good," or "It's not, you well, know, it's not see. perfect." Let's see. I hope it's not that. Yeah, I hope so too. But let's see. I'm not. I I, I don't have the great confidence you have in Eddie Ng as, as the greatest educator. No, I'm just saying. I, I hope it's not that because it would be really really nasty if that's what it takes to get yeah. somebody to put their head above water and say we we yeah. we know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's talk about the anti Midas. Oh yes, Jackie well, anti Midas Chan. Now you know. Um, if there is a Jackie Chan fan in the room, please please leave immediately. But uh, you know he's sort of he's the sort of carpenters of movies. <laughs> he's, but the greatest thing, and this has actually been one of my favourite. I'm going to get more abusive week. text now. You know. Oh no! Oh no! And people will accuse me of sitting at home secretly watching Jackie Chan videos. But I assure you, you do. it's all true. Yeah. <laughs> but there's this 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 curse of Jackie story that's been going around the mainland because of course because he's not only does he make films which are coloured slightly brown but he also is very shameless in being you know this is just recently i hasten to add because i mean he's got a whole career of doing some pretty wicked stuff these kind of stories have only surfaced they have have in the last couple of years but he's been going around endorsing you know like a a herbal shampoo company that was exposed of of Leading to people having their hair fall out. Um, Got washed the, away. The, the DVD players that exploded. These all have Jackie Chan's name on. Anyway, so he's ended up, and this is what I love, he's ended up um, representing a home appliance maker called G Electric. And he gets this absolutely stinging endorsement from the boss of um, of of. Sorry, it's Gree Electric, not G Electric, of Gree Electric. So Dong Ming Shu, who's the, the chairwoman of this, she says he's represented G for two years and G didn't die. See, I mean, it's just. <laughs> I'm just thinking, boy, that's, I mean, is that a ringing doorbell? Was that value for money? He actually managed not to kill our company and we paid him for it. 